When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is May 14th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan should be coming along here shortly. Raw was in London tonight, and uh, yeah, it was something else, man. You know, we said last week, beware not to get spoiled before watching the show tonight. I don't know. I don't know if that would have been a bad thing or a good thing to know what was coming this evening. It was a very weird episode of raw i just felt like it was a kind of a nothing episode i mean we're kind of in that that stage where we're still six weeks from money in the bank is it five or six now um i think it's oh we're about a month actually it's a month it's a month exactly from uh thursday i believe so you know it's a tape show they don't do too much on these tape shows um so it was an episode that was just kind of there nothing really happened you know it's that post mania lull that we always talk about where you're not really seeing big feuds or anything, you know, momentous happen. And that kind of happens later in yeah. the summer. Yeah. So we've got four Raws between now and Money in the Bank. We will know next week who all eight contestants are. I mean, we should know by next week, maybe a week after the very latest, who all is going to be in both the men's and women's Money in the Bank matches. Other matches are being set. We got the news tonight. Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. And, uh, yeah, it's up to the WWE to tell a story. We've been talking about this big reset. Folks that watch and listen to this podcast have heard us say that, oh, after WrestleMania, there's going to be this big reset. After the I, greatest Royal I Rumble. I didn't say that. Well, after the greatest <laughs> Royal Rumble, there'll be this reset. After Backlash, there'll be a reset. Are we in the reset now? I didn't say, well, there's a reset. Well, there's a, I mean, it's, you know, that things change, but it's a lull. Like it happens every yeah. year where it just gets uninteresting through like through June, July, kind of until SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, when they started the build for that. But yeah, I mean, you know, they it's the reset in this, but not in a necessarily a good way. You know, we're <laughs> moving to Roman versus gender. They're not moving to their big feuds right now. They're not yeah. moving to their big, uh, the, the big stuff. So yeah, a, a raw tonight that I found really boring. And uh, even in front of a UK crowd, I thought it was just dull. Yeah, man. So, I mean, maybe reset is, is the wrong word, but I mean, look, you had on-air talent talking about the week after WrestleMania, the superstar shakeup. This is the end of our season. A new season begins next week. So think about a TV series you're watching, right? Think about like the opener of a TV series. And what, what is your goal in the first couple of weeks of a, of a new TV season or TV series? Your goal is to get people interested and keep people watching because you want to get them excited for everything that's going to come in the season and the story they're telling. And by that logic, that's where um, I think the WWE has been having problems. Mr. Matt Morgan. Hey guys. How's it going, man? Good. What's happening? Raw was in London tonight. How did, how did this episode fare for you? How, how did, how did you dig on what they were laying down tonight? <laughs> um, <laughs> what they were laying down? I, I, I don't know. In the middle, nothing crazy for me. Nothing special. Yeah, 
It was uh, something. So they opened actually with footage from today, the NBC Universal <coughs> Upfront's red carpet with Kathy Kelly interviewing Ronda Rousey before Nia Jax came, interrupted the interview, and issued a challenge for Rousey versus Jax at Money in the Bank for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. How did this segment play to you, Matt, cool. in terms of building Very- anticipation? Yeah, please. Um, well, anticipation as far as like, oh, there's a rivalry between these two. Zero. Um, the two cold opponents going up to one another. But that's okay because this is a mega star we're talking about. And I like the utilization of where they were when they created this match. I thought it was original. It, it was off the cuff. It looked cool. It gave it a different feel and a vibe. Um, it made uh, Naya a much larger star, in my opinion. It, it was different. Anything different, I'm usually on board with sometimes, unless it's words floating across my screen. But uh, this this was good. I liked it. Yeah, Raj, what did you think? Uh, I, well, I'm not a fan, uh, just because I think it's way not. too early for her. It's way too early for her getting a title shot. And I think, first off, how do you get out of this match? Do you have Rousey win the title right off the bat? Or do you have her... Um, do you have her lose or do you do a cheap finish? I mean, those are really your three options, right? Neither, neither, she, hang on, neither. She definitely, they definitely have whoever her next opponent's going to be interfere for her being Rhonda. Yeah. So she takes a loss. <coughs> no, nope. It's a, it's a, it's a no finish, non finish. Right. So that's, that, that just cheapens it. Why not have someone like a Sasha Banks uh, challenge her and, uh, and, and <coughs> build what's going to make, What's going to put more asses in the seats? What's going to get more people to watch? I don't think either. I think they'll, they're just there to see. A kite. No, they don't. Really? They don't care who Ronda Rousey's facing. They just care that she's wrestling. You think her facing Nia is any oh, different than mean, her facing Sasha? Mean, oh, oh, you mean Sasha facing? Uh, okay, I thought you meant Sasha facing Nia. Oh um, no, no, no. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they just want to see her wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, because then you could do a real finish, and you're not you're not prostituting a title. You know, her oh, getting her title shot wow, right off the P-word. bat. Well, Ronda getting a title shot should be like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ronda getting a title shot should be like a WrestleMania. I agree. Uh, big event thing, yeah. and not just a, a throwaway on a you know on a B show. I know Money in the Bank's not you know more important than others, but it's it's not a SummerSlam. It's not a so, WrestleMania. Yeah, I think they're just doing way too early. They could have just had her face someone else. I agree with that. I mean, this is pulling the trigger on it. And uh, if they make her the champ, I think it will be a horrible mistake uh, this early in the game. But yeah, I agree with Matt. I think we're going to have some sort of elaborate non-finish um, money in the bank. It was kind of weird though. you mentioned WrestleMania, seeing her buddy buddy with Charlotte on the red carpet yeah. there and having them do the woo thing. I mean, that's supposed to be in I theory. But if that's the big match they're building toward next year, it's in New York. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of weird seeing them all chummy. Yeah, they're, they're everything they've done. Like Charlotte, they had her beat Asuka for the, you know, ending the streak. Then she loses the mm-hmm. title days later. She's back to kind of being, you know, not just kind of in a nothing role on SmackDown when she should be. They should really be building her as the, the top superstar. And instead, they I can have they, her doing the stuff, the iconics. I think they think she's already there, Raj. Don't you? Don't you get that vibe that they think that already, even though we don't think that they've done the groundwork enough? I don't think they got that memo. Yeah, and they probably think it's too soon to you know do any kind of build for Charlotte versus Rousey if that's what they <coughs> can do. But I, I still think there should be uh, more protection because 
you know, to your point, Matt, even if they feel like she is there, she's not treated like it. She's not being no, put in these not. big money feuds or anything. So they don't get that. I swear, I don't think they get that. You but know. that's true. But even the ending to that segment with the three of them, you know, practically arm in arm skipping off to go get Ronda yeah, some water. Did. Could you imagine if a men's segment ended that way? Like I'm challenging <laughs> go, you hang for on. Like if to Roman challenged get, Brock like that? Yeah. <laughs> to go get Ronda some water. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Matt, can you imagine if you cut a promo like in your feud with, you know, you're going against oh, Big God. Show and then at the end you guys are going to lock arms, go back, get you some water, get you hydrated. He'd high five me, and then, and then behind my back, he, he would complain I injured him handing yeah. him the water. <laughs> that would have been for better television, uh, better angle than what we saw tonight. Um, yep. They were very jovial, uh, the three of them together. It just, I, I get why they did it. Yeah. I get why they did it this way today because they it wanted was, the upfront press. Yeah, got a bunch of media. It's Access yeah. Hollywood and all that. So it shows their yep. women is nice and friendly and. And they're having a good time, and WWE's big smiles on your face. Mainstream stars. That's what they came. They came across that way. I thought. Yeah. That's Vince's biggest, you know, hard on. He wants them to come across as mainstream celebrities. Yeah, I mean, it depends which market you're going for, and it seems like they're going for that. The the gossip magazine, you know, as opposed to like when you yeah, did Tyson Austin versus Weekly. Austin, right, where you you get someone aggressive in someone else's face, sure. and that ends up everywhere too. This is going for, you know, the gentle tabloids. It's different. Yeah. Doesn't Natty Neidhart, like, write for something she, like that? She writes the Calgary Sun. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was Us Weekly. Oops. Just no, kidding. and her articles, actually, if you read them, um, I mean, they're pretty good. It's not just fluff. I mean, it's it's kind of like expanded essays on personal experience. <clears throat> and the ones I've read, I've actually been very impressed by. All right, something. Glenn, I don't, need, I don't need a dissertation. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> It's a surprising weight. Anyhow, um, okay. Actually, you know what? For a second, before we dive into this, Matt, let me put you over for a second to make you feel really awkward about what you just said. I listen to Matt Morgan talk for two hours every week. You'd think I get enough of this guy. And the best hour of audio I listened to in the last week was the Why It Ended podcast with guest Matt Morgan being interviewed by mm. Robbie E. And Matt talking about his career in the WWE at length. And why he walked away from professional wrestling. My hat's off to you, Matt. Uh, that was a lot of stuff that I have not heard in the hundred plus hours that we've been having conversations the last two years. And I recommend every one of our listeners go out there and check that out. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Robbie does absolutely nothing on that podcast. And the guy, Matt, does everything. He's the talent <laughs> of the show. <laughs> Very good. Why it ended with Robbie E. Okay, so after the Ronda Naya segment set up tonight, we had Roman Reigns come out and said he wasn't happy about Jinder Mahal and his interference last week in Money in the Bank. He called out Jinder to face him like a man. Kurt Angle came out, said that Roman is not getting another shot to qualify for Money in the Bank <laughs> and that Jinder was not coming out because he had a chance to qualify for Money in the Bank later that evening. Um... So what, is, what does Roman do? He goes backstage, finds, uh, finds Jinder Mahal, and beats the crap out of him. It was an interesting opening segment. This had been angle for later in the show. It definitely seems like what we talked about last week. This is the feud, Roman and Jinder, given that Brock is going to be MIA for a while. Uh, yeah, so what do you think of this, this angle, Matt? This is where Brock, having Brock is frustrating as your champion. You know, they have to now do all these other things 
And normally I like the idea of your champion not being on every show, made to feel special. I've been always with that. That's how I believe you book a giant as well. Um, so I'm always on board with that. Until now. Um, we're now having, I love the opportunity Jinder's going to get. He's going to run with it. But because um, he'll get heat, right? We know that. And the proxy, you know, Roman gets some cheers finally. The booking of him was to make it look like an asshole. To make look, he was made to look like a jerk. Think about it. You know, just because a guy interrupted his stuff, he, he ignores his general manager and then just takes the law into his own hands and goes backstage and beats him up. <laughs> like, how is that a baby face? Yeah, that's what I would. That's what I thought when I was watching it. I was like, there, you know, Roman's coming across as just like a prick. Yes. Um, and this is kind of going back to not not booking things in advance. Like if Roman's going to be feuding with gender, why have gender lose all those matches for like last, yeah. you know, since he lost the U S title, why not make him strong? So he's facing your most push guy and he's <laughs> been losing all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So give him some steam, Sammy Zane. He's been getting crushed week after mm-hmm. week. And now he's in a feud with Bobby Lashley, a guy who's been beating him every, almost every week in tag matches, you know, they, it's like there's no no planning in advance, and and they just throw these feuds together when they realize they got nothing else. Um, and the only and the only percentage of a chance either of those two heels you just said have to win, we all know, is like very slim to none, and it's going to be slipping on a banana peel if they do win by some crazy hook or crook situation, which takes all of the imagination and suspension of disbelief out of the match. Yeah, they're not credible opponents. Nope. Yeah, and that's uh, that that's that just kills these summer feuds. They do this year after year, where they just throw somebody in. Like last year, they I mean they did this with Jinder and Randy Orton, and because Jinder was just thrown from the prelims mm-hmm. up, people had a hard time buying it, and it didn't really. I mean, it got Jinder. It definitely made Jinder a bigger star. He's a bigger star now than he was a year oh, ago. Right, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. But you know, it uh, it wasn't a hot feud like it could have been. So could have been. Yeah. And I think the crowd, I mean, is not along for the ride in this. I mean, you heard that response no. when Roman came out tonight. It's uh, getting more and more. I just, I think they're just bored of this. I am. Well, it wasn't quiet, though. I mean, that's when it's, you know, that's yeah. always the troubling thing. I mean, Cena's been getting booed for a decade. And... But uh, it's different, but though. Raj... Is... I'm sorry, Matt, you go. They... Really quick, they're in the U.K., any one of us can go out there and get a reaction in the U.K., guys, good or bad. Mm. But a lot, of, a lot of people didn't get a reaction tonight. Really? It doesn't? Yeah. yeah, like the the women's matches. Uh, I mean, the, I they thought a lot cold. of the stuff on the show was kind of cold. They got cold. They didn't start yeah. cold. Yeah. But, but. yeah. but in terms of reaction, I mean, couldn't they bring the insane clown posse back with the oddities and people would boo that? Like, no, you could just put out something. Cheer it. They, Actually, that, yeah, probably yeah. now there'd be nostalgia pop for it. But you get my point. <laughs> like, yeah. something could. Yeah. Booing doesn't mean like, oh, well, it gets a reaction, therefore it must be working. Like, no, but compare like a reaction that, let's say, uh, <coughs> uh, Chad Gable gets yes. compared to what Roman Reigns gets. I think any wrestler on that roster would rather get what <coughs> Roman gets than what Chad Gable gets. Maybe, but I don't think it's the Okay, yeah. so we, you've always talked about Booker Raj. T, I'm sorry? Booker T, Booker T used to refer to that as, as, as Haas Pop. Charlie Hospital. <laughs> right. So mean. So mean. Wait, okay, so Raj, you've always said like the low point of fans hating something was the die Rocky die chance at The Rock in his first run in the WWE that did not work. Mm-hmm. Do you think fans would go to that level now, or do you just think people are more polite? No. 
Well, no, no plus, care. with the rock, they didn't care was the thing. You would have yeah. a die Rocky die sign here and there and just a few fans chanting. But for the most for the most part, they were quiet. They just didn't care. They would boo lightly. It was kind of like how they were with Lashley tonight, where it wasn't this yes. loud, crazy booing. It was yes. just this light booing, not really caring. Yes. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough to really gauge. And I think him versus Jinder is really going to stretch the audience holding their interest where they're not crazy about either guy um, or personally uh, invested. It's going to be one of those things that at the live events, Roman will get cheered um, and Jinder will get booed. But the pay-per-view and the TVs, it'll probably be the opposite. Yeah. Okay, so this was kind of an up note. In the middle of the show, the open challenge for the Intercontinental title, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins tonight. Matt, what yes. did you think of this? Um, I saw a lot of people were disappointed online. And with the choices that they were throwing out there, like who they wanted to see come up from NXT, <laughs> like they were very, I thought those were very odd. Like, oh, it should have been this guy. I'm like, where and why? Like, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, I was excited. You know, uh, those are my two, those are my two favorite guys. Essentially, yeah. AJ's AJ's in there too. Obviously, he's my favorites, right? And DB, but for Raw, definitely those two. So any match they're in, I'm always on board. I don't care how cold it is. I don't care if no promo work was done. I don't care. I love watching them work. So I'm not the one to ask. Yeah, I think I, I thought this match fairly. was great. Uh, I thought this was the high point of the show. I, 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 after this match, it just kind of. Went downhill. I think Rollins is firing on all cylinders. He's the hottest he's been. You know, it's it's what I've been saying the last couple of weeks. I think Rollins uh, versus Brock, I think you might have oh, something man. really hot. I think he's enough of an underdog that people really think he probably won't win and they'd be hardcore behind him. I think it'd be a great way to turn Roman heel is have him win money in the bank yeah. and cash in on Rollins. And it takes that whole story back and you got a hot program. So... You play I think there's the, just so much that you could do there. You could play off the joke I, I said last week about how every single time Roman is right, that championship is in his clutches, I'll be damned if Seth Rollins don't come and just steal that opportunity right up <laughs> from underneath him. Uh-huh. But this time Seth does it in a babyface, underdog manner and wins fair and square and beats Brock Lesnar. And yeah. Roman's like, what the freak? It happened again, you know? And he's now a dicky heel because he's jealous. Yeah. I think that would be a lot. That would be such a fun feud, and I think it would get. Hell yeah! It'd get a bunch. It'd get. It just get interest in the product again, where things seem kind of cold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This match was great though tonight. So lots of back and forth. Of course, Rollins won with the stomp when Owens came back into the ring, covering him for the pin to retain. Um, but it's clear now. I mean, this is this is the title, the IC title. I mean, these open challenges. I think. Look, when Mojo Raleigh puts on. A match that people are hot for, you know that Rollins can work with anyone. Dude, yes, he he killed it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I mean, this is what for me. This is going to be the high point of Raw going forward. If they're going to have Rollins go out there and have essentially these dream matches with the entire roster, like I'm tuning in for that every Monday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High point of the show by far. Uh, Okay, so after that, oh, man. So we had more. I mean, they showed that video with Rhonda and Nia a couple times. Uh, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas backstage. They are now the B team, and the B stands for best. Um, That's their (laughs) new tag team name. They want a title shot with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. But tonight, uh, they were going to get a match. We'll talk about that in a moment. 
Before that, we had a Money in the Bank qualifying match with No Way Jose, Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Bobby Roode came out on top of this. Matt, was there ever any doubt in your mind that that's how this one was going to go? Uh, yes, there was doubt in my mind because I don't like the way they book Bobby Roode. So I don't uh, trust him. Yeah. Well, there you go. No yeah. Way Jose looked humongous. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You guys saw it. And Bobby's entrance... No way Jose was in like the middle of like behind him. And I was like, he looked humongous, like seven feet tall, humongous. Um, he's put on some weight too. It's not, not, a, not good for him. Um, but uh, I, I don't like him. I'm sorry, guys. I don't like him. It's too gimmicky. It's too hokey. I think it's cheesy as I don't like it. It's I hate it. I'm yeah. sorry. I hate it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, relegated to main event in a couple weeks basically is what that gimmick is it's it's a killer and it sucks because well you said matt he's got the size and that wwe really likes and he's just got this crap gimmick that is just gonna hold him back and keep him you know going nowhere uh he's (laughs) nowhere jose (laughs) um yeah i mean he really needs to i mean really they should not have brought him up from nxt with that gimmick with someone that size he's got kind of a cool look Yep. He could be doing so much more, and uh, this gimmick's going to ruin him. I mean, it's, it's he's got, we've seen what happened with uh, Adam Rose. Adam Rose, that's that's what this is. It's Adam Rose. Yeah. Adam Rose, much bigger, much, uh, you know, like you say, he looks like a, he does look like a star. And his aggression is really good, by the way. His forearms are nice. WWE's camera crew, I'm surprised I'm even saying this because they're always so spot on the money on going to different angles anytime a punch or kick is out is thrown. I used to try to get our impact guys to be able to do that, and it was next to impossible. Um, WWE, if you ever watch, they always change a camera angle on shot on a, on, a, on an action shot, if you will, a punch especially. Mm. So it protects the guy's punches. They didn't do him favors in his very first forearm to the grill on Corbin uh, tonight. But then from there, they, he started laying it in, and his aggression picked up, and he can work. It's just, it's just a shame. Yeah. He has to do this. And to your point, Matt, with how they've been treating Bobby Roode, I, I thought they were going to have Baron Corbin win this match. Um, Me too. Me too. I think the story is there, you know, that he he lo- he cashed in and lost, and he, he wants revenge and he wants to win this year. And Roode, they've just been messing, you know, messing him up. Yeah, so that match ended with Corbin splashing No Way Jose. Roode sidestepped <coughs> Corbin out onto the floor, which led to Roode hitting glorious DDT on No Way Jose for the pin and the money in the bank spot. Uh, I thought I figured they wouldn't do Corbin two years in a row. But in this match, I was pretty sure No Way Jose was not going to money in the bank. But who knows? We're going we're gonna to get one wild card choice, right? We talked about this last week. Like, there's got to be one that's just nobody saw it coming. I think it'll make money in the bank a lot more interesting. Um to at least throw in some unpredictability, but yes, Bobby Roode. What was that, Rush? I was going to say I, I could see Shelton Benjamin or someone like that in that spot because he could do. He's done so many cool things in ladder matches in the past. That yeah, yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah so Brazongo versus the B team. Yeah. They, <laughs> they made a big deal out of saying the B team has never won a match. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> But never lost one is the B team either, technically. Uh, yeah, man. So from the social outcasts to that weird in-between pairing they did for a while to the Miztourage to the B team, they picked up a win over Brazongo tonight. Brazongo, who beat the bar, 
Cesaro and Sheamus on their Raw debut a month ago. <laughs> wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's, so that seems like a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it, it's cute, you know, yeah. the, the B-team thing, but it also positions you at a certain level that even if you do get over, right. that, that gonna, name's yeah. going to hinder you. Yep. Yeah, what'd you think of the match, Matt? I mean, this is kind of like the most match either of these teams have gotten in quite a while. It's cool to be able to watch them work a full match, I think. Yeah. You know, I think it gives... I think anything they do is an improvement. So if they get actual ring time, because all four can go, fans end up coming away more, I guarantee you, more impressed than they were going into it of what the, of what the action would be. Because people don't give them credit because of the clowns they booked them into. You forget, Bo Dallas, guys, was the next coming in FCW. Heavyweight champion there. He was the man. He is his potential it was sky was the limit okay then you had uh curtis axel uh had some thinning hairs going on early on in his uh fcw career but he yet i remember that about him and i remember him being a stud ass athlete like his dad and could work great matches and he was over there so these were guys that had huge potential early on in their careers and it just shows you the booking is important okay creative guess what you do have to take the the responsibility sometimes and not use this BS. Well, if Austin was here, he wouldn't wait a long, please. It's a different day and age. Steve Austin could not do the things today that he was allowed to do then by going and get the brass ring at all costs and just do whatever he wants when given a microphone in a match. It's not like that anymore. No, you see what, you see what happened to big cast last week. Exactly. Exactly. So you guys should, you know, you shoot yourselves in the foot. When you when you when you hurt a talent like that, and, and then you guys run away from responsibility, you know, you guys are responsible for that. That B team, you guys, creative, you're responsible for that. Yeah, some people asking what happened with Big Cass. He was only supposed to boot with that little person when they did that that angle, uh, where the little person was dressed like Daniel Bryan. He, Big Cass asked uh, backstage if he could beat him up afterwards. They said no. And then he went and did it anyway. And so, um, <laughs> so then, you know, he, he lost clean to Daniel Bryan and he wasn't even used last week. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's, you go, you, you think it's a better idea. You go for it and you get punished. Kaz, Kaz not that you're, uh, Kaz, if you ever watch or anybody ever forwards this to Kaz, never ask for permission. Just do it. Apologize later. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah, we'll I think that probably hurt the most is that he asked ahead of time and, and was specifically told he couldn't do that. To be honest, that would be something I would have done early in my career, too. I would have made the same mistake. I always cared what everybody thought too much. You know what I mean? Instead of just going out there and just being me, you know? Do you think you would have went out and did it anyway if they told you no? No, I would never have. Yeah. Yeah. No. And he's been on the main roster two years. Granted, he was out for eight months with an injury but uh, i like him a lot more that he did though i'll be very honest yeah Shows he me probably, got balls yeah he probably took that as he was reaching for that gra- uh the brass ring no and, no question yeah man so look i mean the b team when the social outcasts first came together that kind of got a bit of a pop i mean i think the crowd likes these guys so i think they're going to get a chance it's just a question of how they're booked and if they're given any story uh, but them in, against Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, if that happens, man, I think that could be an interesting feud. But I wonder, are they just being built up to be fed to authors of pain when we see uh, them 
again. Oh, I didn't think of that. They wrestled on main event. Um, Ooh. Is that a record, Raj? I mean, one month in? Uh, no, I'm sure they're – I think the Revival probably had the same thing last year. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe it could be just because creatively they don't have much for them right now. Then why Ooh. did they call them up then? <laughs> that's, that's WWE. Why'd they call up No Way Jose just to be, you know, a job guy in two weeks? Because Vince loves that entrance, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, you had the B team. So I don't know if they're the B team, what that makes Brizango. But uh, I thought they were entertaining, you know. They're, these guys, Bo Dallas and uh, Curtis Axel, they're good together. I'm bummed they're not going to be chanting Mr. Raj anymore in the crowd. Yeah, but, seriously. But uh, uh, I'm glad they got something to do because – you know, that's a that's a tough split from The Miz when he was such a, a big part of that act. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, they had a double team finisher. Axel and Bo that they did on Breeze and covered it and De- Dallas covered for the win. Hey, let's take a moment. Thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Dollar Shave Club. We had people in the chat room going, can't wait for the Dollar Shave Club spot. We've we've made more dollar shave club fans i'm a huge fan of dollar shave club dollar shave club delivers everything you need to look feel and smell your best and if you ever shower brush your teeth or do anything to try and make your hair look presentable god knows that's what i describe my haircut do you do you have like a hairdo no but i try and make my hair look presentable i've got good news good news, uh, good news for you good news for me good news for everyone dollar shave club has a lot of stuff to help you out again they deliver everything you need to look feel and smell your best everything you need to get ready in the bathroom and it's not just razors yet dollar shave club yes that dollar shave club de- delivers everything you need to look feel and smell your best you name it shampoo conditioner body wash toothpaste hair gel and even a wipe that'll leave your tush feeling tingly clean I'm a big fan of their avant and their amber and lavender calming body cleanser. I've never smelled anything like it. Seriously, it's it's called the calming body cleanser, and I'm telling you, just take a whiff of this, and it's it's fantastic. The scent of this. Good luck finding a product like that at a store near you. All of Dollar Shave Club's products are made with top shelf ingredients that won't break your budget. You'll feel the difference. Plus, shipping is free with your membership. And now here's a great way to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club products. For just $5, you can get their Daily Essential Starter Set, which comes with the Body Cleanser, the One Wipe Charlies, which, yes, are their amazing butt wipes, their world-famous Shave Butter, and their best razor, the Six Blade Executive. And they'll keep the blades coming in for a few bucks more a month, and you add in the shampoo, toothpaste, and anything else you need. You can check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash inc. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash inc. Make Dollar Shave Club a part of your routine. I'm telling you, I use it for everything, and it has really stepped up my game in terms of self-maintenance and self-care. Dollarshaveclub.com slash inc. Get that $5 daily essential starter set. You'll really dig it. And we thank Dollar Shave Club for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Yeah, I mean, even if you got a beard, I just grew mine back. And uh, keeping all this clean, I use my Dollar Shave Club razor, and it, it works great. Yeah, man. No, I tell you, and that's the thing. Even with a beard, you got to do maintenance. Yeah, you know, it, you don't want to look like uh, it takes. Man. Yeah, it takes more time sometimes than being clean shaven because you got to like really make it even. And it's uh, it's it's not easy having a beard. No, absolutely, man. So. Yeah, after the B team got their win, we had the Riot Squad versus Sasha Banks, Natalia, and Ember Moon tonight. Ah, oh, six woman tag. A lot of the female talent was in New York, Naya and Rhonda. So yeah, this was kind of a chance to give uh, 
these ladies a time to shine. What did you think of this match, Matt, with Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Ruby Riot taking on Sasha, Natalia, and Ember Moon? It took you more time to get all that out of your mouth <laughs> and what my review will be. My review is, eh. That's what my reaction was tonight. Eh. And if I didn't have to watch it to do this show, I would have fast-forwarded it. I hate wow. what they've done with Sasha. I think she can be, she's such a star and just being put in this nothing position. I, man, this Bailey thing too, just going on forever. I hate what they're doing uh, with it. I mean, I mean when no they came words. in, yeah, when they both came in and you said, if you said they would build to a Sasha and Bailey feud, you would think it's a can't miss, surefire, uh, hot feud. And yes. this is what you got. Yep. Good job, writers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there was some stuff I thought to like about this. I don't know. I, I mean, I just, I worry of where they're going right now with everything. Um, yeah. So how did this end? Natalia countered live and hit the sharpshooter for the win. So Natalia, Ember Moon and Sasha Banks won this. What was interesting. I thought on commentary, they were putting over this idea of Natalia helping Rhonda train for money in the yeah. bank. Yeah. What about it? No, I just think there's an interesting angle. You know, what is that going to mean for Natalia? It, it could, it could mean something, but it's also worst case scenario, the rub, right? That's all. Yeah. You know, you don't think they're building to Natalia turning on Rhonda and like a match at SummerSlam. That's kind of, that's kind of what I'm looking into it. I think that'd be good for Rhonda. Yeah. I, I think there's a, a great match. It'll be a great match too. Yeah, I think that's the best possible match she can have a singles match right now because she's been working so much with Natalia and, and they're good friends that I think they gel yeah, well together. Exactly. So. Yep. I do too. And yeah. Natalia won this match for her team, right? I'm already forgetting the finish. Which I liked, which I like that. Yeah, sharpshooter. Yeah, so it definitely seems like they're giving her more. And I don't think she's lost yet since she's been on Raw. So definitely, I could definitely see them building to her and Ronda. It, one thing that did bother me when the women's evolution or revolution started was Nat, Natalie wasn't a part of that. I, I hated that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm pretty sure you like this, Matt. What did you think of Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler's backstage promo? No, no text, just talking. Great. Fantastic. Drew is, in my opinion, on fire. He's got yeah. it all. Uh, I hope it's sooner than later that him and Dolph win the tag titles. Um, but he's 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 got it, man. I mean, uh, he, unless hopefully he doesn't get injured, he stays healthy. He's got the look. He's got he's got the uh, the promo ability, uh, the presence. He's got everything it takes to be a main event guy. That accent, I'm telling you guys, it's. I always used to say it, it affects him, you know, because it was so thick. It would be hard to take him serious. Remember when he came into Impact and he was like, I believe in wrestling and this <laughs> other corny stuff. Right. And, 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 and now you can tell he's thinking a little bit more. He's taking his time and he's, and he's realizing every word I say is incredibly important and in how I say it. I'm going to slow way the hell down. And it, it just it comes across in his promos. He's more menacing. Um, it, it doesn't affect me when I'm uh, the viewer watching it. I don't have that disconnect anymore because of the accent that I used to have. He is just freaking money. And I like him in a tag. It gets him a nice, slow build where you're excited to watch him. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to see when they come up each week. Yeah, same here. Yeah? Cool. 
Yeah, I thought the match was good too. We'll talk about that. In a I feel minute. like, and I, I feel like Bobby should be taking pointers, or the creative team should be taking pointers with what they're doing with Drew, and do that with Bobby. You know, as far as the just the badass promos, menacing, not cute, not talking about his sisters. You know, just just being a badass. And, and I think they're losing it with Bobby, but they're doing a good job with Drew. Lashley. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, I should. Bobby, yeah, two Bobbies now. <laughs> Bobby, you've got to either let him 100% be himself, and, and Bobby can get himself in trouble sometimes when he's being himself because he's a very, he's a very nice guy. He's one of the nicest people on the planet, and it comes across that way when he talks about his passion for wrestling, right? So as a babyface, it's gonna come. It can come across too nice, whereas if he's a heel. Bobby lets you feel a little bit of that cocky, I'm the best athlete on this roster character um, that he tapped into with TNA. Yeah, I hope they don't go the uh, Roman route with Lashley where they, f- mm. they feel like they, they refuse to turn him heel because Vince McMahon loves him. <laughs> and, you know, just let the audience kind of dictate. If he's bland as a baby face and you're not giving him good stuff, turn him heel. Have we heard anything like backstage, like what the reaction since Bobby's been back is? Do we know? No, but I know that interview was done to kind of give him, you know, get let fans know more about him. And uh, that's about it. I mean, I'm sure they're they're letting it play out. But we haven't heard like, oh, Vince is really excited he's back or he's Triple H's boy or we haven't heard anything like that. Well, Vince really likes Bobby, uh, really likes Lashley. And, you know, was really excited to have him back. He was, but uh, yeah, cool. I think he's wanted him back for a while, but just with how he left and and everything, he didn't feel like it was the best idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you saw how Bobby, you know, Lashley was pushed last time. Vince, you know, Vince had high hopes for him. And, uh, well, I know he used to. I didn't know if that was still the case. Yeah, yeah. Man, cool. so uh, we got Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus the Revival tonight. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of this, Matt? Um, good match is just, but didn't we just see a tag? Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like a lot of them on the show. You know, how much time would we say was in between the two tags? Cause for some reason on paper, I was excited about this match, you know, and I don't know what happened because the match was executed fine. You know, the only thing I can think of is that it was tagged. It was te- pardon the pun tag teams right on top of a different tag team match. And I remember thinking there might not have been enough time in between them to do this. I could be wrong. Yeah, this, I don't know. Uh, this match didn't do much for me. I, I feel like they've run the revival into the ground. It sucks because they're such talented guys. I don't know what, I don't know how you bring them back because they have been run down so much. Um, you know, I, I thought they could benefit a lot moving to SmackDown, but they didn't do that. And they're just kind of in this position. Um, Hardy and Wyatt, I, I, feel, I don't know. I, I feel like for Same two guys man. that are supposed to be kind of nuts and everything, their their entrance is too synchronized, and it's just I don't know. I'm I'm just done with them being together, apart, anything. Just you know how you were saying how like you, you think he needs kind of like not a makeover, but kind of a makeover, Bray Wyatt, right? Yeah. Um, I was watching on uh, Instagram. They posted on W W. You know, you can follow hashtags on W on Instagram now. And I oh, followed yeah. WWE's hashtag. And they posted a cool video, a flashback of Brothers of Destruction coming out to the ring and trying to, you know, screw with Bray Wyatt. Lights go out. Braun Strowman's there. And so is, uh, what's his name? Uh, all of them. 
yeah. all the Wyatts around in the, the Brothers of Destruction. And I remember going, the fans were going, this is awesome, before they even touched each other. Yeah. And I'm going, Whoa. see, I don't necessarily know if it needed to do anything new. I just think they needed to keep the, the, the formula as it was. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Once they split them up and then put them back together and split them up, it just kind of got jumbled all over the place. Do you remember with the Wyatt family and the Shield? No. Oh. Uh, and play, <laughs> that place was going nuts, like it was a like was it was nuts. yeah, like it was a giant WrestleMania match. I mean, they caught yep. you know magic in a bottle with that, and it's it's crazy to think how over that they were. And and this is you know this is not this is not where I think Bray should be. I think he should be higher up. Yeah. And, and with tweaking stuff, I don't – again, I don't mean like becoming a new character, but I mean like instead of always doing your promos back with the lantern, doing doing some in the ring, you know, doing – and maybe make them a little more, uh, f- you know, understandable and forthcoming. Uh, forthcoming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just make sense. Just get, you know, get to the point as yeah. opposed to – uh, talking in in the rambling yeah. stuff, yeah, the nonsensicals, yeah, yeah. He, he talks in riddles. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. It's a gimmick. Um, so yeah, the kiss of deletion ended this match uh, as it should. And man, Sasha wishing Bailey uh, good luck backstage oh, really? for her money. Never seen that bank. before. I've never <laughs> seen that before. <laughs> oh Jesus. This is going to end. It's got to end. It's got to result in some sort of payoff, right? I, I mean, would be happy if that was a payoff. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it end was it. like, yeah. Hey, we're not fighting anymore. Let's be friends again. Boom, yeah. done. Um, I, wish, I wish her luck. That ended it. Yeah, before that match, Sami Zayn with a mic. Oh, my God. Sami Zayn, they sent him out in the ring alone to talk to the people about <laughs> Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby Lashley caused Sami Zayn to contract vertigo. Uh, first documented case of vertigo in WWE history. Sammy had a note from his doctor, <laughs> but it sounds specifically like the Wikipedia entry for vertigo. Um, that, was, <laughs> that was the uh, that was the excuse they used to write him out of the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the, I like that they're playing on it still. Though. Yeah, really yeah, do. yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, stick with it, man. But uh, so Sammy reshowed part of Bobby Lashley's interview with Renee Young last week which of course included Lashley extensively talking about his relationship with the sisters and Sammy, well said, Hey, we're going to get to the bottom of this. He used Facebook to reach out to Bobby Lashley's three sisters. And they had apparently had a story to tell. So Sammy is bringing Bobby Lashley's sisters to raw next week to get the real scoop and expose Bobby Lashley. This could be either the worst, maybe the best, maybe the worst, best slash worst slash best again thing. That Raw has done in quite some time. I think with Sammy doing it, it'll be good. Like if it was Baron it's Corbin doing great. this, it would be terrible. But with Sammy, I think it'll yeah, I, I think it'll be entertaining as hell. Dude, I'm laughing all over again. Like I didn't see it live. Like it's hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> They're swinging so big with good. this one, folks. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, he's oh. fun. He's really funny right now. He's really entertaining. Oh, the reading glasses, just that was great. Even as a tip of the cap to Alexa Bliss as he was leaving and Alexa Bliss was coming in, which leads us to that Money in the Bank qualifying match. Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. I still versus- hate when they do that. It's so awkward. Yeah, the crossover thing? Yeah. yeah. But let me ask you guys something. The way he comes hopping down the ring, tell me you don't want to just punch him as hard as you could. <laughs> that's, that's exactly. Yeah, he's such a good heel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And it's only a slight variation from his old entrance. Yes. Him, you know, like he That's just was great. Yeah. He just turned out on the annoyance about 50%. Yes. But he is annoying. You want to kill him. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, he's good. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so that match, Alexa Bliss is going to Money in the Bank. Um, mm. She, who'd she pin for that? Uh, oh, she uh, pinned Mickey. Um, yeah. Man. Okay, so no Sasha, no Bailey now in Money in the Bank. I want to talk about this in a second, how they're going to fill this out for Raw. But Matt, what did you think of this match? Mm-hmm. And what do you think about it being Alexa? I mean, this is starting to feel very... You know, very familiar face to everything high profile the WWE does with the women's division. Rightfully so, Alexa is a star. Um, but what do you think about her coming out of this match as the person to go to Money in the Bank? Versus who? I don't know. Mickey? No. Okay. No, no, no. I like it being Alexis. Alexa. Um, yeah. I love Alexa Bliss. I, need, I think she's she great. needs to be involved in as many things as possible. I think she's money. And I think they've disrespected her in the past when she was a champion. I, I still have hurt feelings over that. Um, and they ignored her. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I want her to continue to get opportunities because she generally makes the most of them. And she works her tail off. And she continues to improve. And she's, she's young. I mean, I love Mickey. She's a personal friend, family, honestly. And I want, I'd love to see her get an extra payday, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, you guys are asking me as a fan what I like. And it's definitely Alexis, Alexa going into this and getting an opportunity yeah and i'm sure i mean they still got five women to go right it's gonna be eight women Um, total four or five yeah yeah so they got ember moon charlotte flair and alexa so far so and so two more at least from raw and there's only four women left on raw who haven't had a money in the bank qualifier i I like that moon i like that moon's in this oh definitely yeah um, so yeah, Natalia, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, and Dana Brooke are the only four women that have not had a Money in the Bank qualifier on Raw. They're going to have to have a second chance. Natalia will be in it. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, they. De- I mean, Brooke. yeah, unless they do two singles matches to qualify. Yeah, they could do that as well. It ain't Brooke. Yeah, that would be a surprise. It ain't Sarah Logan either. You wouldn't think it so. could be Liv. It could be Liv Morgan, maybe. Yeah, Mandy Rose was in Elimination Chamber. Yeah, you you do get the random ones in there sometimes, so I could see. Uh, because Mandy Rose I mean, good showing too. Yeah, and and you could have you could be in these matches and not have to do much. Also, You'd be in the background because you got eight women yeah. in the ladder match. So it's true. Yeah. Kind of fill it out. Yeah. So Bliss uh, hit the DDT. On Mickey, covered her for the win and the money in the bank spot. After Man. that, yeah. Okay, so after that, uh, Roman Reigns, Jinder, uh, part two. So Jinder's taped up. Jinder's going to compete in the his match later in the night. Mm-hmm. But no, no, Roman Reigns spears <laughs> him out of nowhere and uh, just beats the crap out of him so he can't compete. What a prick move. What a prick Total move. Total baby face. <laughs> Uh, it was kind of funny, but it, you know, I thought I thought gender was pretty entertaining in these backstage segments, but yeah, um, yeah, it made him come across almost sympathetic after this whole it, thing was to done. To me, it did. Yeah, to me, it did. Yeah. Um, after that, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Man, so. This one was interesting. I mean, Finn and Braun. 
quite a visual mm-hmm. contrast between them, <laughs> right? I don't understand the tag team and what Braun. It, it reminds me of TNA when they they were trying to buy mo- like six months with me before they were going to give me another like like go at, at at the title again or something like that, like a main event push. And they put me in these stupid tag team scenarios for like yeah. six to eight months, and it would totally cool me off. And I worry about that. It's not the same company. It's not the same context. I get it. Trust me, I do. But it's not helping Braun. They need, they've done nothing with Braun for too long. I feel like like they need to yes. do something with him. Um, remember, just six, five, six weeks ago, Braun was saying he doesn't need a tag team partner and mm-hmm. he's by himself and he doesn't want a tag team partner. And then he he's been in tag team matches like every week for like the last five weeks. Braun's every, he's everybody's best friend now, right? And they just clearly have no idea what to do with him. You have Lashley, who looks like a million bucks. It could be a killer heel. You could have, I don't know if you want to go to that yet, but you need to get Braun something. You need to get someone laying you him out do, finally. You do you, sorry, you're right. Yep. You know, do, do, like to build that heat so you want Braun getting that revenge. Yep. And, and here's the thing, Raj, is that I think they booked themselves into a corner by bringing Bobby to Raw and not SmackDown. Yeah. For, 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 for Braun's considerations. Because you can't have you can't have more than one or two killer monsters like that as baby faces. You just can't. There's only room for so many. One, really. Yeah. If, yeah, if Brock was there as a baby face, Braun ain't doing what he's doing. I guarantee you that. Right. As a baby face. So so like like they put themselves in a corner in a way, unless they do the right thing and turn Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've uh they moved all the good heels to SmackDown. They got no good heels on Raw right now, and unless they turn some some people. Well, we, we like Sami Zayn. He's entertaining, but you don't take him as a threat to, you know what I mean? Like as a, a guy that would have a legitimate feud with a Braun or a Brock. Um, and could beat him. Yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'd still be entertained and pay my ticket to watch it because of how good he is, I think, though, still. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, this was a weird match tonight. I mean, Ziggler and McIntyre looked good. But yeah, Braun and Finn, it looked like Team Little Big 2.0. Oh, and, and, we need to, and by the way, it's way too soon to be putting them in the ring with Braun. Like, like I'm sorry, uh, I know McIntyre's in a tag team, so I know we don't, they don't take tag teams as serious. But McIntyre, we just got done saying, he's this huge star. You don't put him in this tag match yet versus those two. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah you don't put I, him in anything where he doesn't look dominant. That's all. That's all you book him with. Yeah, or at least keep Drew out of the ring with Braun. You only have yes. Drew in the yes. ring with with yes. Finn because yes. when when Braun bulldozed him at the end, I was like, it's too soon. Uh, yeah, same here. Uh, yep. But they got the win anyway. Yeah, the Greatest Royal Rumble trophy got knocked over, and I think maybe broken a little bit, or at the very least, uh, hit the ground. Oh. Yeah, I had to remember. I was like, "What is that trophy?" Oh, so I guess Braun's bringing that everywhere. Braun should not be giving a shit about that trophy. You know, he, <laughs> he's a he's a monster. He should not care. They got nine years left on that deal, Raj. <laughs> right. yeah. You know that yeah. the trophy should have its own uh, handler, like the Stanley Cup. Um, so Kim G. <laughs> that Kim would be awesome. Handler. I mean, Kim G taking the <laughs> the trophy around. Was in a tux and with white gloves. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ziggler took advantage, dropped Balor in the ring for the pin. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler like win that match. I like that finish. 
And Ziggler's yeah. got a, a whole new lease uh, on life right yeah. now. Yeah, that I pairing that. with Drew has done him a lot of good. He's yeah, you could tell he's feeling it. He, that's the thing. He's not bored. He's feeling this. And he doesn't feel like an afterthought now. He, he's like for a long time, he comes out. You're just like, ah, nothing's happening here. I can skip this match. And yeah. now he's important again. So Kurt Angle backstage on the phone trying to get a replacement for Jinder. And Stephanie says she has a plan who she wants in that match with Elias and Bobby Lashley to qualify for Money in the Bank. And the person in that match is Kevin Owens. So Elias comes out in the ring with guitar in the spotlight. He starts playing, but before he can even start, Kevin Owens comes out, who's replacing Jinder Mahal in that main event. Bobby Lashley's out next. The bell rings, and the three go at it with Sami Zayn interfering at the end uh, on Lashley for Owens to get the win over Elias and that money in the bank spot. Matt, what did you think of this as the main event of the show? Um. Happy for Elias in a way, right? To be in a main event match, but uh, again, he's the We think the guitar thing. He's really good. Obviously, his lyrics are funny. His act is pretty cool. It's funny, but it goes back to. I always say anybody with a guitar to me is cheesy at this point <laughs> in 2018. It's hard for me to take them serious as a character, even though he's done amazing with it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think at some point he's going to be like uh, how John Cena was with the rapping, where you slowly phase it out, and Elias has got John, to do that. People were really looking forward to that way more than this. Come on. Oh, he was awesome. Uh, we, he was awesome. We used to go to the free. We all used to rush to the damn uh, either the curtain or the monitor to watch John because we didn't. You didn't know what he would say. You know what I mean? It was always so entertaining. And that was during the R-rated era too. So yeah, he, he got he got pretty dirty. Good. He would say stuff that would piss Brock off. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. it was good though. Yeah, no, I remember some of the stuff he said. Yeah, I remember he said some stuff about Tori Wilson one time. I was like, dang, that's you know that's on <laughs> network TV. Uh, Sable too, yeah. right in front of Vince McMahon once. I remember. Oh my god, he was good. <laughs> But I, but yeah, I mean, as as far as when when he turned babyface, he couldn't go that far, and then they slowly phased it out. Uh, I, I think with Elias, for him, if he's going to get to that next level, he'll have to drop that too. But history um, question: Who on this show was part of the angle that turned John Cena babyface? <laughs> well, we, we, yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it after team the Survivor Lesnar Series? Versus team Angle. It was during Survivor Series. He was supposed to be on Team Lesnar, the biggest team in Survivor Series history, and he turned us down. And A Train came out of the crowd and whipped his ass and became part of our team. And John, by proxy, joined Team Angle and was then a babyface and never looked back. And he was a survivor along with Chris Benoit in that match. Wow. You and really- uh, he he never be, he never turned back from being that babyface. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That interesting. That's the yeah, I was looking for. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's pretty crazy. You were, you were ten feet away from, uh, from his uh, the one the, you know one of the biggest baby face turns in WWE history. I think really, we whipped it. We 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 put we put heat on him. We beat his ass. Me and Nathan Jones gave him a big double boot to the mush, and then we picked him up. Brock took a steel chair off his head, and that was his. You should have joined our team, mother effer. <laughs> and then you know, Matt, he was on Babyface next week. After listening to your interview this past week, Matt, I think every week we should just do a couple minutes Matt Morgan story time, a moment in <laughs> history in your career, yeah. to just give us a behind-the-scenes scoop. That'd be like five minutes, but yeah. 
got some good ones, dude. Uh, you do you got know? some good ones. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, so yeah. Oh, and correction, it was uh, ba- uh, Alexa Pin Bailey, not Mickey, in that match. Oh, oh sorry, I said Mickey. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say they they let a week go by without <laughs> Bailey getting beat. Unlike them, <laughs> man. Uh, so Sammy interfering. That was we haven't seen that in a bit. Uh, two spots left. No, one or two spots from two Raw. Spots, one, two spots left, yeah. We well, got, two spots uh, left total, at least one from Raw. Yeah, we got Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Roode. Wow. And, uh, all the Raw spots are filled, so it's just oh. two, two SmackDown guys. So, yeah, no Elias. Wow. Wow. Uh, he, was my, he's, he was my obvious choice to win. So, um, yeah, there's no, no one really jumps out because – the money in the bank mm. is usually kind of like a heel thing, right? Because it's kind of a heel thing to cash in and sneak it in. Is. And the the only heel right now in the match, I, I guess Rusev um, and Kevin Owens. Hmm. I'm happy Rusev's in it. Yeah, yeah, same here. I didn't like how they beat Daniel Bryan last week. But anyway. So Raw was in London. That was the end of that. Tomorrow night SmackDown's in London. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid the internet if you don't want to be spoiled tomorrow during the day because they tape it a couple hours early. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, What else do we got? Oh, biggest independent wrestling event in the last 20 years. All in. Yeah. All in. Yeah. Sold out in under 30 minutes. Uh, The tickets went on sale yesterday. Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks are putting it on. Um, The card, you know, doesn't look like anything crazy right now who's on the card that it's sold like sold out how many people like what's the it's like 10, over ten thousand. so wow. it's bigger than any new japan roh crowd in the u.s in in history and uh so they've just been hyping it up um for for a while and you know kenny omega there's a lot of big stars that are going to be there but they hadn't the only matches announced so far like cody rhodes versus nick aldis and uh ah, there's one more i'm forgetting ray mysterio will be there but um you know nothing. Nothing that blows you away that would suggest that, you know, it's 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 a must see right now. Nick but Nick Nick versus Cody is going to be a good match, by the way. It'll be good. Nick but, can uh, work. But the, the way they promoted this thing and, and the way they pulled it off, I mean, this is super impressive. So, how, 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 can somebody explain how Nick Aldis has not been signed by WWE yet? I do not get that. Him, Eli Drake, those two just seem like they're tailor made yes. for WWE. Taylor made Nick. Nick is young. Nick is so young. He's he got to he, he picked this business up so fast, you guys. And the thing I really don't get is he can pass the drug test. He can look impressive muscular wise without needing to be on steroids. That always impressed me about him. And he can go. He's improved rapidly. When he tagged with Samoa Joe at TNA, that's when he started to become a main event level uh, singles act, in my opinion. And I don't get it. I don't get what they're waiting for, what they're looking for, what he needs to do. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. He, he seemed like when he left TNA, I thought, I thought it was, was just why, a right? matter of time. I, yeah, I thought like WWE maybe you know on the you know, on the DL was talking to him. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. That sucks. Yeah, especially I mean now there's not that many prominent names that they haven't signed uh, that haven't stated they straight up don't want to go. So. We yeah. shall see. But yeah, I mean, this is big. This is really big. It's been probably 20 no other years. Announce, no other matches? Uh, let me double check. Uh, and what do you mean it's been 20 years? 
since someone that wasn't Vince McMahon ran 10,000 seats. Who in was the it? World States. Wrestling All Stars in no, Australia? WCW. Not WCW. Yeah. Wait, TNA, we've, we've never done 10,000? No. Even with Hogan on the card, it was like five to six. So interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's gigantic. CM Punk will be there the day before for autograph signing for pro wrestling tees. So it's got people speculating that he might do an appearance. Um, you know, he's still under contract the UFC, scheduled to fight uh, in just a couple months. So um, how much do you think he's getting? CM Punk for the fight? Yeah, no, for pro wrestling tees. No. Oh. To make the appearance. He's got a pretty good relationship with them, though. Does he? I know he does, but what do you guys yeah. think? Because he's CM Punk, and it takes a lot to get him out to do an event like this, regardless of friendship. Yeah, I wonder if it's um. So he, he's scheduled to go to trial with the WWE doctor. Uh, I'm sure they're going to try to have it move because he's got a fight coming up, but that's supposed to go to trial later this month. Um, so, I you know. <sighs> He, he he could definitely use the money right now because uh, these trials are expensive and WWE oh, the has been using taking all... him to court. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah this is the uh, lo- lawsuit from Doctor uh, Maroon. Yeah, from Doctor Maroon. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, no. Chris Amon. Oh, Chris. I thought it was Maroon. No, no. Colt Cabana podcast. Right? Yeah, for the comments made on the Colt Cabana podcast, where uh, CM Punk was saying. You know, he was just given Z packs to be treated, and he was sick, and uh, mm-hmm. he wasn't being taken care of. So, Crapped his pants, yeah. the antibiotics, right in the ring. I mean, definitely put him in a bad light. But it was at the point where, if CM Punk was telling the truth, you would have thought that they would have reached some sort of settlement. Uh, and if so, I don't know. I or maybe WWE, they they just were are insistent with this going to trial. And, I, and granted, this is with the WWE doctor, but it's clear that CM Punk believes that WWE is bankrolling this thing. I think everyone thinks that, and everyone knows that. So uh, they probably he's don't want trainer. it to be settled. Chris 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 Amon's the trainer. Hmm. Yeah, he's the ringside physician, and um, yeah, so it, it looks like it's not going to be settled. Wow. I mean, I don't really see anything wrong with what he said. You know what I mean? It sounds par for the course. No offense. What's messed yeah. up is they're suing Colt Cabana too. So Colt Cabana is part of this lawsuit. So well, he provided saying, the platform. He provided the platform, but um, that's like any interview. If someone says something inaccurate, you can't do that, can you? Well, you could sue people how does, over. How is CNN not getting raked over hot coals then in court every day? I mean, any any news outlet with the the stuff people say and all the stuff that's that's not true, well, you know. I'm speaking on fake news, but yeah, yeah. So like Fox News, uh, you would think that no, you know, yeah. no, it's the gospel. <laughs> oh dear God, I'm doing this again. All right, let's let's move on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, but the fact that you have someone on and they speak freely, and then you're held accountable for what they say. Yeah, it's it's insane. It, it sets a bad precedent. It, um, it can't it can't happen, is what I'm thinking, right? Because I've never he, heard of it happen before. He didn't. He this wasn't scripted. Well, him being sued is happening. Is happening. Whether he, he can I mean, he can be beat in court is another thing. But the fact that they could take you to court <coughs> and drain you of all that money that's you know involved with uh, proceeding with a court case like this. Uh-huh. Um, 
You know, that just, uh, it's a bad precedent. It shouldn't even be allowed to go that far. Um, but no, remember Oprah 20 years ago got sued over whipping up that mad cow frenzy. But she said it, right? She said it. It wasn't so a guest on her show that said it. Yeah. Um, Uh, that's why I don't understand how this can go to court. I really, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Colt Cabana should have at least been able to get it dismissed. Um, and it hasn't. So that's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is a grudge, uh, clearly. It's just yeah. playing out in the courts. Yeah, so anyone thinking CM yeah, Punk's coming back? or uh, <clears throat> Punk's, Punk's hard-headed. He's, uh, I don't see him letting this one go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans work themselves out. How many fans tonight did you see online talking about, oh, Neville's going to come out and answer Seth Rollins' challenge. It's going to be the most epic thing. I mean, I saw online. People convinced themselves... Uh-huh. Things are going to happen in WWE. Like, oh, what if CM Punk comes back? It's like Neville moved back to the UK a couple months ago, so he'd rather leave with his contract frozen than come back, fulfill it, and then go work somewhere else. Yeah. So he's, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy the, uh, the being in that situation that he'd walk away like that. Um, How does that work? Explain that. So WWE can freeze your contract if you walk out. So it, let's say well, your contract is, yeah. So, so his contract's frozen, uh, and if they feel like you violated your contract, they cannot pay you. They could get away with not paying you, and they did that with CM Punk when he left. Um, they tried not to pay him for a while. CM Punk lawyered up. Then finally, they they paid him like his his royalties and stuff. So they are uh, there. You know that's the deal with Neville. So. Whenever, regardless of when his contract expires, he can't do anything because his contract is frozen. And he's got to fulfill that time. So, um, gotcha. yeah, it's a shame. And there's been no rumblings of Neville filing a lawsuit to try to get out of it. Uh, even yeah. though you would, you would think as an independent contractor to be held to that, uh, it's a, you would think it's an iffy situation in court. But again, you're dealing with a monster in WWE, and I don't, I don't know if you want to go the court route with them unless you got tons of money. And get blood. I'm surprised a millionaire hasn't tried to just, you know what I mean, stick up for one of these guys just one time to stick it to him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what it comes down to that, that we'll bleed you out in court because we have more money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody goes forward because they had a good lawsuit. I remember I got called on it too. Uh, a bunch of us wrestlers got asked if we wanted to be part of a lawsuit about concussions. Oh, yeah. Right. Con- Constantino. I didn't want no part of that simply because I, when I signed my contract, it was always I signed a potential deal with the devil. If I get hurt doing this, if I die in the ring even, as crazy as that sounds. So, you know, oh, well, that's the deal I made. That's uh, a risk I took. I knew the uh, I'm a big boy and I knew what could happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that's everybody's thinking, but that was mine. And, you know, I didn't want to be one of those guys that took advantage of that just because you didn't like how things ended with your career there. Yeah, that's that that that's small. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Now, if you're someone legitimately that had, like, I'll give you a great Chris, Christopher Nowinski, someone like that whose life was altered because of these concussions, then that's a different story. I can see, you know, right. Yeah. Um, a couple other quick bits of news. Speaking of injuries, Charlotte lost her teeth over the weekend. What? Um, what? She yeah. had some teeth knocked out. Today, uh, looking great on the upfront red carpet. So, emergency emergency uh, dentistry to the rescue. There's also been some NXT injuries, Raj. Uh, yeah. Um, so, 
Hold on one second. Um, Riddick Moss was injured. I'm, I'm trying to double check. That's right. Exactly and was it Tino Sabatelli as well? And Tino Sabatelli was a couple weeks ago. Torn <coughs> back. He had surgery. Uh, Riddick Moss was at the NXT TV tapings last week. And I'm trying to look it up exactly what it was. Sabatini couldn't afford to get injured either. That sucks. Yeah. And the, well, both the two of them had just done an angle where they, they split yeah. up and they were going to be yeah. feuding. He was finally so, getting an opportunity on television after all these you know, three years, right? Yep. Yeah. And so Riddick Moss torn Achilles tendon. Wow. So he could be oh out for God. like eight months. Dude, that crippled Dominique Wilkins. He had to retire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just terrible timing, timing for both of them. Tino Sabatelli with the torn pec. He's probably out close to eight months as well. All um, right. Who on this show came back from a torn friggin' pec <laughs> in three months? This guy. <laughs> Wait, how long? Three. Three wow. months? Do you, do you remember the Bound for Glory series that I was supposed to win that I think Bobby, somebody else ended up winning, obviously, because I got taken out of it, is when they it was the first Bound for Glory series. I was supposed to win that. I was supposed to win it. That was my big chance. And I got, hmm, I tore my pec in a ladder match, and uh, I opted not to have surgery. I begged Vince. I said, Vince, oh, we can work around it. I know we could. It's like, oh, we can't take a chance like that, Matt. You'll get your chance again. It'll come back around. You'll see. And, uh, you know, I had no choice. I'm going to say, no, no, we have to do that. You know, <laughs> you can't just say that. So right. I try to be a good sport about it. They put me on commentary. And um, I, that's what led me into having an angle with Samoa Joe three months, less than 90 days later. I, wow. did a re I rehabbed this you-know-what out of it every single day. I opted not to get surgery on it. And uh, I wish I did because I have a lot of scar tissue in it today. And uh, I can hardly get my arm up over my head because of it. But, uh, you know, that's what a mark I was to want to be the world champion. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. But, man, that's insane. Three months. Yeah, um, John Cena. Top that. <laughs> Speaking of John Cena, Raj, is the John Cena-Nikki Pella split a work? <laughs> it's starting to seem like it. I, I don't think it is. Why? But what so I mean. today they're at Upfront, you know, M NBC oh. Upfront. It's like the big thing that they do. And John Cena's doing this interview about how he loves Nikki and misses her and is willing to have kids with her. And 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 then Nikki's doing an interview, kind of hyping Total Bellas. And, and uh, I don't think it's a work, but it's definitely seeming more storyline-ish, if you know what I mean. Oh, it's, they're getting uh, married. They're reconciling and getting married at SummerSlam or Mania with the way this is going. <laughs> it almost seems like it. I mean... It's uh, it happening. John is never marrying, guys. It won't be real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, did you, Matt, did you hear about the UFC ESPN deal? No, what? So ESPN uh, reached a deal with UFC to carry 10 to 15 fights on their streaming service, ESPN Plus, and they're paying $150 million a year for five years. So that's basically, assuming it's 15 events, not 10, that's... $10 million per event that they're doing. Now, WWE, just this year alone on their TV deals with Raw, SmackDown, all this TV uh, is making $160 million. So this is almost matches that for a streaming service. Um, so why you got to... Why streaming? Why would they not say ESPN? Like, like instead of SportsCenter, you're showing our fight. You're showing oh, so our pay-per-view. This is only half of it. So they're going to do another TV broadcast deal with either Fox or NBC... Uh, and that's going to be another $200 million, and that's going to be over the air, you know, on Fox, NBC. So they're making about close – any they'll probably end up with $350, $400 million a year off of these wow. two deals. And wow. it's 
who like who's the marquee name that people like think UFC is the coolest thing now? Exactly. That's that's what I'm thinking. Like, how many people are going to subscribe to ESPN Plus for UFC? I'm when not, it, guys, I've not watched UFC in a lifetime. I'm being honest. Since since Conor McGregor. Yeah, they they their lack of stars. Like, I'll watch GSP. I'll watch it. There's a few big names I'll watch, but yeah, they're they're lacking in the big stars. So they're spending all this money to get new subscribers to the service, and it just makes you think. Uh, if WWE decided to split up Raw and SmackDown, had SmackDown go to a subscription service, they would get way more subscribers, I would think, for like let's say an Amazon Prime or YouTube Red, than what ESPN will be getting from UFC. Yeah. So. If if SmackDown was on there and and they did that every week, easily they could get more subscribers to whatever service they're on. I would think, and then you had Raw do a deal with Fox or whatever. I mean that it could be a game changer as far as revenue goes for WWE. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm sure they wouldn't want everything on streaming because that limits your you know yeah. potential audience. But if you did one and then had the other, it, I mean it could be huge. Yeah. We shall see. I mean, the TV deal is going to be announced sometime in the coming months. WWE had a huge uh, presentation today at the NBC Universal upfronts. They had like a ring rise out of the floor. They focused a lot on the women's revolution. Yeah, excited to see what they uh, announce. None of the male talent were there, other than Triple H. It was Stephanie, Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax, and Charlotte Flair. Well, Monday Night Raw episode too. That doesn't help. that doesn't help. You know. Yeah. Yeah. In London. Uh, oh man! Anything else? A lot of a lot of news. A lot of stuff we've covered here. Yeah. No, I think uh, we'll just get to anything else on Wednesday. <laughs> cool, man. Wednesday, twelve noon Eastern. Myself, Raj, Mister Matt Morgan, back here to talk about SmackDown Live. We'll see uh, more Money in the Bank qualifiers tomorrow night from London. And uh, Matt, anything you want to plug before we head out here? No, I'm good. Good man, Raj. Uh, anything coming up on the site? Uh, the audio of my uh, interview with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, uh, and we'll be back Wednesday. AJ Styles versus Nakamura was announced for it tomorrow oh, that's night, right. and for Money in the Bank. So I'm sure they'll do an <laughs> angle tomorrow night that leads to Money the step for Money in the Bank. Look forward to that. Cool guys, uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here Wednesday on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.